Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me You blew out the levels there. Welcome to the Quality Time Podcast. Uh, I'm Eric Woodworth, joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. How are you, sir? Good morning. I feel great. You do? I can dose it. Mike will. We will make it through this podcast. All right. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the one, the only, Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you doing? Do you ever stick your fingers in your butthole to figure out which finger has the paper cut? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only that's the only way I figure it out. <laughs> there, you mean there's Thanks. a different way? <laughs> uh no, I'm I'm good. Apparently all five of those fingers have a paper cut. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's good. Very lovely. Uh now, uh, it, it, I think probably, just to start, Jeremy, you've had the most exciting week out of all of us. You got to meet a childhood hero of yours yesterday, the one and only John Cleese. Yeah, uh, I recorded most of it, and uh, the battery died after 40, 40 minutes of the, uh, the Q&A. Um, I also got all the, most of the recording of the Breaking Bad panel with, uh, Giancarlo, Tuco, uh, Hank, I don't know all these names, they're, they're actors, uh, and of course, uh, <laughs> Howard Hamlin, uh, Patrick something, you know, I, 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 do I need to know these actors' names? I mean, unless you're Esposito Giancarlo, I mean, he's big, so big now. He's like Disney big. Uh, he put on a good show, and he gets a good, a good performance, uh, second only to uh, – can't even remember his name. <laughs> where, can we start with the where? Where exactly did you go? Uh, I was literally – I parked at Monroeville Mall, i.e. the Dawn of the Dead Mall, and I was like, oh, I have a little time. I'll go through the Dawn of the Dead Mall and see the sights, uh, take pictures of the famous hallway where <laughs> there there's a uh, shop now called the Living, Living Dead Museum where you can buy things and see the sites where apparently the actual door where the uh evil dead 2 was filmed 
and uh, a lot of uh, props, and you pay eight dollars to see the museum, and and uh, I have pictures to show. Maybe I'll put it on quality time. Yeah, I think we liked. I, yeah, you sent me a couple texts of it, and Jeremy found Jeremy's a stickler for he loves finding shots from a movie, standing like where you were from the shot to get his own shot. But yeah, you got a whole bunch of pics of the Dawn of the Dead Mall in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. So that's pretty cool, man. I really wish that I had the right shorts that somebody could have taken a picture of me at the same part of the mall where the really fat guy is trying to <laughs> bounce on the glass in the Dawn of the Dead <laughs> because somebody does that. And I was like, I don't know if I should take my shirt off and bounce on the glass. <laughs> hey, you know what would make this scene a lot better? What if I was shirtless? Hi. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could. I could gain some more weight so I can look more like the fat guy in Dawn of the Dead. So. <laughs> Hi, I'm zombie Burt Kreischer. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, Actually, man. I would say the mall was probably almost as big as uh, meeting uh, John Cleese, and he's pretty old and uh, not as decrepit as I thought, thank God. He was uh, had a good good panel discussion. Uh, had a couple of nerdy questions. I I, I could have really nerded up a good question. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I had my photo op, and it was very quick, very very timely. You're not supposed to use your own camera. You're not supposed to use your your video camera. But I got it. I got. It. You did it anyway, because you're a rogue. You're a bit of a baddie. I put my phone in my pocket. And I started recording so that I could sing with John Cleese singing a Monty Python song. And I have a picture of us singing a Monty Python song together. So. Oh, that's awesome, Jeremy. I'm assuming they don't want you to take your own photos, though, because the flash might capture a spirit. <laughs> it is true. So. <laughs> Did you kind of like. It's kind of like the, the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know? <laughs> it's beautiful! Yeah. <laughs> I know in retrospect, you know, you know, what if could you have? Um, I wish you had had the forethought to bring an actual dead parrot for him. I think that would have been like you pulled out of your pocket an actual dead bird. Like, I can, can we reenact this bit real quick? <laughs> Can, can I return this parrot to you? This <laughs> is an ex-parrot. I'm sure he would. Be, uh, gosh. Slow it down, Woodworth. We can talk actual English. So, <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody mentioned this, but I was like, I wanted to get a, a T-shirt where it says accountant, which is like kind of like a wizard, because that was thing was. Um, John Cleese actually went to school to be an accountant. And also, his actual name was Cheese. Was his forefathers, they changed it to Cleese. And he had lots of jokes about cheese and stuff. I would love, could you imagine like going to uh, the bank and then uh, John Cleese is your guy who has to approve your loan? And he's like, I looked at your assets and you have nothing. You have zilch. Absolutely. We can't give you anything. You're crap like that. And just shitting on your credit score and shit. Like, I would love that. But see, I grew up loving him in the movie Rat Race. So in my case, it would be like the hooker. The 
hooker is taking the money. Um, <laughs> oh, rat! I haven't seen Rat Race in so long. What I love wonderful. that movie. It's probably so the much. best John Levitt movie ever. It is so quotable and like kind of an absolutely amazing cast. And I'm sorry, you can't, you can't expect me to not put that movie in top ten lists strictly based on the Barbie Museum. The Hitler Museum is one of the funniest scenes in any movie I've ever seen. Okay. Nobody can prove me wrong. I would say also the best Cuba Gooding movie next to uh, Trading Places. I mean, coming to America. Sorry. Next to radio. Um. The, the guy with the pierced tongue. They're like, he did it himself. He sent away for a kit. It's kind of great. The whole movie's great. Seth Rogen was great, too. So. Don't, I think he means Seth Green, but that's fine. He loves Jeremy. Oh, loves the the old mis- misdirection. Jeremy is his favorite thing is calling an actor by their wrong name. Um, but no. So John Cleese was great. You got to see Carlos Esposito and the cast of Breaking Bad break down everything at this convention. Were there any other highlights? Did you? Is there something that uh, you know? Did Scotty Schwartz show up? And there's a new story that you're just going to tell that we can't know about. What What else happened there? Uh, with Christmas time, I was very, um, what's the word? Um, otherwise I, I, I could have spent more money, but nobody would get nothing for Christmas. So I got to talk to Carol, IE, Twisty, the clown Zodiac, uh, you know, the real tall fuck fucker, uh, Carol is very nice. I, I had to talk to him about Kirshner, Kirshner, Keckner. I'm, I'm Ashton Kushner. Ashton, Ashton Keckner. Got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, he's really he's really tight with uh, Rob Mayer. So, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know Keckner. Come on. So so you, you got to hobnob as if you're somebody like you're, you know, I'm like, I, I know Chris Restivo. I, I know where he lives. He's, he's <laughs> hey, do you want to go? <laughs> Did you tell him you're a five plated clothing representative? <laughs> you you should have said, I know another Carlos. Carlos Mencia. Uh. <laughs> I also live under a bridge. I- I'm almost homeless. But uh, so uh, he was lovable. And, and uh, talking with Howard, Patrick, his real name, who was uh, killed by Lalo. Oh, my big, big giveaway. Big giveaway. Sorry. You'll never watch it anyway. You I've watched all of it. I've watched all of it. I watched it twice, actually. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it was only the important part of the entire show yeah I so, watched it. I watched it. You, uh, you don't have to give spoiler alerts like three years later it's fine you're good you just don't care i don't care i watch so, it uh, i watch it anyway so uh i and i talk, i tried to get a selfie with uh hank uh the the, the evil mean cop he's evil because he's trying to put put down the meth lab so he was asking asking 60 dollars for a selfie i was like no 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 I, I could have afforded a $40 selfie with uh, Howard. I mean, that's just, well, you know, you go got to go for the bigger star. And uh, Sam Raimi never showed up, but at least uh, I talked to Ted Raimi, his brother, the other Raimi, <laughs> Ivan Raimi. I, talked to, well, I got to meet Ivan Raimi. <laughs> Ivan Raimi, Ivan Raimi is, he doesn't even exist. He's literally like like Amy Woodworth from the Woodworth. <laughs> 
point out, Jeremy, it is crazy, as you've taught me more about these conventions, how much people will charge for selfies. It blows my mind because I've had people offer me money not to be in their photos. Like, this is crazy. I, I charged $5 for a selfie at the last convention. So. I'm just happy anyone wants to be photographed with me. That's bananas. The funny thing is, it's like, hey, do you want to buy a DVD? No. How about five for a selfie? Okay. Okay. This is crazy. It's so weird. Like, I'm just used to guys putting their hand on my face, being like, no, the wife can't know I was out with you. <laughs> like, that's so weird. You got to work it. I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well, that's great, Jeremy. I mean, uh, uh, you got to meet the whole. I mean, what what I'm really getting from this is that well, you went to see Breaking Bad, but if you had you had more money, you wouldn't have left Breaking Sad. So, um, <laughs> uh, it would have been a, a true. Oh no, I did. I did take a picture of because this is for free. I I got a picture with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh. And- had I afforded it, I really would have liked to have gotten my picture with Kiefer Sutherland. No selfies. So, and then I found out I could have gotten a selfie with John Cleese. And then I could have gotten a video with John Cleese singing with me, with him. Uh, mm. Anyway, you know, $50 selfies with John Cleese. That's pretty damn good. I wish. Well, I Jeremy, I'll make a movie with you. We could make our own movie. I know you've still been working on Baby Eater, but I'll make a movie with you called Breaking Pad. It's where I wear a pad too long and then it comes apart. <laughs> Look, I've, I've already I've already cast you on Baby Eater and you get at least tens of dollars. So Ooh. you let me know when that's happening. We keep breaking up. I have no idea what's coming. Well, we'll I, I've, 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 I know you, you can you're you're into the the, the comedy improv yes <laughs> comedy yes yeah. i mean i've never been booked at the improv because they hate me but i will do comedy i've worked you want. i've already given you your motivation you're gonna be as big as uh jody foster and i will kill the president so oh my mm. god i love sexual advances from men i don't want i'm here for it <laughs> I'm I'm into politics. <laughs> yes, and just like Jody, it took me twenty plus years to come out. <laughs> oh, it's not that I it not it's not that I wasn't gay. I just hate all men because of you. So. Yeah, man, I really gotta, gotta say I really mm. understand her aesthetic. Oh, good times, good times. But you made it back. You're here. Uh, Jeremy is clad in a bathrobe only. Uh, <laughs> this is this is love. It's it's almost the crack of noon. Jeremy has we couldn't trouble you to put a shirt on, but I like that about you. You know, oh. is it already? Yeah. Oh my gosh, what year is this? <laughs> so, oh, podcast full. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's great. We look forward to check out the uh, the quality time page. Jeremy will post some of the pictures he got from uh, uh, Pennsylvania uh, and the Dawn there, of the it, Dead Mall. Is there any chance of a, of a new uh, uh, message from our from our uncle for the holidays? Oh, I actually do have that. I I need to go grab the uh, my phone at some point real quick because it was charging. I will. I, we do have that audio. Is, You're right. Um, that are, I, you remember that? Say what? Isn't that ironic that he would do that? That is, it is ironic, don't you think? Um, I I got a little something, and it's more of like an epiphany that I had. So I recently a, a epiphany 
Proudfoot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, you know, it's Christmas season. So I and I go full in on Christmas. I love Christmas. I love the aesthetics of Christmas. I like the lights of Christmas. I just get I, into I, it. I, okay, I, I celebrate Saturnus. I one of the planets. Okay, and uh, so. As I do most every year, I like to, you know, watch the classics. And I just uh, I just got the 4K copy uh, of Die Hard. So I was watching Die Hard uh, after I watched the Quality Time movie on Friday night. And if you guys are familiar with Die Hard, there's a very famous opening kind of monologue that uh, Hans Gruber has um, where he's, he's going, Joseph Takaki... Age, 59, graduated 1947, blah, blah, blah. And he did, it's a very fun little monologue he does. But you realize, like, as he's doing this, right, he's studied everything there is to know about Joseph Takaki, okay? He knows when he graduated, all of this. He knows how many kids he has. He's seen everything you could possibly see about this guy, but the reason he has to do this entire monologue is because there's also three Asians in the room and he can't tell which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> the David, I can't tell the difference between them. And they're all very different looking Asian people. They couldn't look more vastly different. And he goes, that's enough. And father of five, there you are, Mr. Takaki. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, to to show what's to, to mention the guy from the uh from the convenience mart, I'm Japanese. Yes. Falling down. So. There you go. So that was um that was pretty fun. And I, I had I've been having a hoot just thinking about Spending months and months planning this heist, but you can't, you're not really sure which is actually show up. Uh, classic. Uh, Who would have thought these Germans were racist? I don't know why they didn't just call him number one, number one agent in America. Can <laughs> <laughs> we play one of my, play like 10 seconds of one of my Christmas songs? Um, yeah, you know what? That would be good. And then I could go grab our special Christmas audio real quick mm -hmm. here. Um, Jeremy, did you write a new Christmas tune? No, it's an old one. It's it's called uh, They Died Hard. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I do see. know that one. Let's see if we can. The Die Hard song. They really, really died hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done a new Christmas song. No, that's okay. Uh, I'll make another just... more depressing song that people want to want to die. So you know. Yeah, I love the Christmas Here, jingles. My, my music. Oh. Call we call one Cramp Puss. Here you go. Yeah. Here's here's a Jeremy Woodworth classic, Die Hard. <laughs> About those guys, they had a missile launcher. 
Beautiful ending. You've always done yourself, man. <laughs> Except like, uh, kind of like that uh, Madonna song. I just want more money for Christmas. <laughs> Cashing in for Christmas. Who does that song, Jerry? Don't you remember that one? Cashing in for. Uh, oh yeah, Cashing in on Christmas by Bad News. There you Adrian go, by Ed. Bad News. I prefer Father Christmas by The Kinks. Cashing in on Christmas. Hear those cash tells ring. Although, um, I will say I'm a big fan of the new the that song Dancing with My Elf. It's pretty good. The when I'm dancing with my elf oh, 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 oh. Mm. Um which oh. is I sing Father Christmas at my dad because I'm always poor and I'm like, Father Christmas, give us some money. Tyler's favorite song is like, oh, daddy was killed in a bus. <laughs> There's not going to be Christmas now. <laughs> uh, did you guys grow up? I know I've asked this on like our Christmas episodes before. I know we're not there yet. Do you guys remember Bob Rivers when he did the like Twisted Christmas series? No. Are you thinking of like Twisted Sister? No, it was called Twisted Christmas and it was the 12 pains of Christmas and walking around in women's Hang underwear. Oh, You're yeah. hanging up the lights and I dig a Christmas tree. <laughs> no, I'm familiar with the. All right, now yeah. I remember it now. That's a fun one, you know. Chipmunks roasting on an open fire. <laughs> uh, I no, my favorite silly Christmas song is definitely uh, a Weird Al Yankovic classic, "Christmas at Ground Zero, but seconded by oh. "The Night Santa Went Crazy," where he murders everyone, uh, which is also I fun. But I do love Christmas at Ground Zero because it, it ends with a bomb nuking everyone. So, you know, hey, you know, is there anything uh, my, the great Weird Al can't my do? My other favorite, I have my evil Christmas album with uh, Christmas with the Devil by Spinal Tap. Oh. Christmas with the Devil! Jeremy, you do have that. you do have a whole Christmas album. I will say you should uh, stick them up on Reverb Nation and check out Jeremy's Reverb Nation site uh, and get in the Yuletide yeah. spirit with uh, hits like "Grandma Is Dying for Christmas," which Jeremy wrote the year our grandmother died before Christmas. Um, really, <laughs> um, I thought about it. Well, well, I was gonna say, Jeremy, Eric's right. A Christmas album for you would be great. Um, you're also sort of deeply religious for this time of year. You know, how about uh, "Convert You or Hurt You"? That could be a great song. Convert you or hurt you? Talk about it's gonna hurt you now. Talk about it. Um, how about "End of Gaze"? That was a great, great movie. So, thank you. The end of Grease. Uh, <laughs> I love that director, Kevin Bacon. So, God, he is the best. Uh, we did have a special Yuletide greeting from our Uncle Jeffrey. Let's see what we got right here. 
Hey, Jerry. Hey, hey, it's your Uncle Jeffrey. Uh, happy holidays to you, Jerry. Um, just trying to, you know, find ways to keep... No, that's not... And that's all we got. <laughs> it sounded like almost Uncle Jeffrey broke character. Maybe he isn't severely uh, uh, mentally disabled. I think I, uh, I think I can't. I can't do it. Um, Eric, how was your show last night? It was really good. Um, uh, you know, well. Uh, I would say not a, a sellout show, but certainly decently attended. It is nice to go to a place and like there's people that come up to you. You're like, hey, this is our whatever bussiest show. And it's like, oh, cool. Oh. There's like you actually came just to see us. You didn't know that there was just a show here and you're here. And it's like so that's pretty oh. cool. I do. I am tickled by that. That's never it's been happening now. And it's kind of exciting. Um, I will say, um, as you know, we have a song called Special Girl that we do. And usually when we do this song, Special Girl, um, we dedicate it to a woman in the front row that we're like, oh my God, you look, we know you're not her, but like you you bear a striking resemblance, right? (sighs) So last night we picked out a lady and it's kind of dimly lit or whatever. Yep. And, um, we picked this lady out and when I, I finally get to see her up close, full cleft lip and missing most of her front teeth. Just like, oh, thanks very much for that. <laughs> we, yeah, you know, that's been becoming a theme. And I think we've just determined that all of your fans um, are driven to your show by adult day services. No, she. I don't think there was any mental handicap, but there was there was a rough look at there was a rough look in front there where I was like, oh, maybe this wasn't the best special girl pick. Uh, oh, okay. So she wasn't special on the inside; she was special on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shout out, uh, shout outs, uh, Danielle. <laughs> she was great. Every every bussy shell has an extra chromosome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be a. It does seem to be a theme. Uh, we 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 listen. We play to our strengths. That's the best we can do. Uh, much like our director for the movie today, which I am excited. Uh, this week we are going over the 1982 classic. Ooh, is it's so? It sounds like it's going to be a scary movie, but it's not that scary. It's Swamp Thing, directed by horror class horror legend Wes Craven, uh, and scored by the great Harry Manfredi, who did the soundtracks and uh, scoring for the Friday the Thirteenth movies. You wow. Henry Man- Mancini, who did the, uh, the the Peanuts theme. Yeah, I probably mispronounced that. Um, what is it, Harry Manfredi? Got it right. I, I, you got it right. I just. I do it. Okay, wrong. got it, got it, got it. Swamp thing is just what I call a sweaty penis. <laughs> I just wish that we could get more corrections from Joe Robinson because we yeah, that's what we that's what we need. So the um no that this movie I actually oddly enough I picked it up a four K version of this movie and can I tell you I watched <laughs> I know you you guys probably watched it like on Tubi and stuff because it is free on Tubi you can watch it very easily right now. Um, I watched, quote-unquote, the unrated version of this film. And do you want to know the only difference that I picked up in this movie? 
titties. There's five more. There's like five more minutes of Adrian Barbeau's titties in the swamp. <laughs> knew it. I fucking so knew it. More. Also, it's funny that Eric has become a fan of 4K because for as long as I've known him, he's been a much bigger fan of the 3K. That's, that's a racist joke. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hey, by the way, we put that extra K for extra racism. <laughs> Eric's like, oh my God, I can see them burning these crosses so much brighter now. Uh, it's funny. There's so, much, there's so much more color in the extra K. It's funny It's funny you bring that up, Ashley, because lately, as you yeah. know, we've mentioned on the show many times, um, I, you know, uh, I... Me and Jeremy, I'd say we're pretty we're pretty strong in the Norwegian blood. And I remember our grandmother always raising us to be proud of our Norwegian heritage and uh, and that you know we we're the descendants of Vikings. And somebody pointed mm-hmm. out to me, they were like, "Hey, you know, Vikings are a symbol of white supremacy. White supremacist groups use Viking symbols all the time." Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it, and I was like, "You." You know, like racism is like the fourth or fifth worst thing the Vikings have done, right? Like it's it's not even in their top. Four. I'd start with like maybe the wholesale yeah. murder, the raiding, the just rape well, on demand, and well, then I was just about to say, Eric, I can't shit on you guys too hard because your people rape. You don't discriminate who you take. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I was just, I'm like, and then very, very far down the list, I feel like, do you, you ever see like, I can't imagine being like a monk on the shores of, uh, of, uh, England. And then you're like, holy shit. I think those are Viking long ships. Well, I hope they're not racist. (laughs) It's It's even crazier when you find out groups of people could be the same race, but they're like, no, they're still somehow the worst group of our people. And it's like mini racism. It's like ruining racism. Just little sub tiers. I just I, I like that our people just lived in the woods and they were like in cold climates and they were like, you're not gonna believe this. There's like these fucking giant buildings and they're filled to the brims with gold. And they're like, Who's well, who's at these castles? And you're like, it's just a guy wearing a robe and like a bald head. That's it. That's the only thing that's watching all the gold there. And they're like, yeah. Who's like, what is he drowning in pussy? Get this. He doesn't even have sex. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we go and fucking rob him every day? <laughs> and that's the oh story my God. of our I, people. Uh, <laughs> I like that Eric's going to have a new separate YouTube channel where he's just a Viking apologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to say they were nice. I'm just saying they were like, you know, it'd be cool. Remember that fucking that thing with the little capital T on top of it. It's filled with gold and nobody there. We're just going to go rob that place. Uh, That's all they would do constantly. So shout outs to my sweet ancestors. Uh, I'm sorry. You look the part, Eric. (laughs) So, uh, uh, the movie starts out though uh, a swamp thing. Uh, the great Adrian Barbeau is uh, has been added to uh, this case, and I do like that she's choppering in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm so sorry because I know I was just like, can I say Adrian Barbeau in this movie is like a mustache away from looking like Weird Al? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like her demeanor in general. Yeah, because she wears like the floral shirt. I was the thing I wrote down. I was like, nice Weird Al threads. I mean, what did she just? <laughs> Did she just come off the eat it tour? Like, <laughs> so, but I do love that, like, 
she has this because uh, she, she her acting chops are just her voice. She never does. She doesn't have much of a character range. She plays Billy from um, what's it called uh, from Creep Show, ten out of ten. And then she's just this mm-hmm. character, which is I got a little bit of a tough edge to me, and it feels like she, you know, like uh, uh, Marissa Tomei in like um, my cousin Vinny. It feels like she yes. backdoored her way into this scientist job just by being good at cars or something, because like she just is able to come in here and like you're a scientist are you sure you wore heels to the swamp today which seems like it was a bad choice yeah damn it damn it i was in mine <laughs> wasn't she also in uh, the fog she was in the fog as as the yeah. radio dj hey it's me in new york <laughs> but yeah no i agree with eric she I feel like they go so hard in this movie really early on to try to be like, she's tough. She's earned her place here. And it has nothing to do with her double D's. Yeah, yeah, it has, has nothing. And I do like that they tease you. We're like, we hired big breasted Adrian Barbo. We're going to put her in the suit for 10 minutes, though. You're going to have to live with this, you fucking perverts. Um, I don't think people realize how I've gotten onto so many comedy shows for so many years. I'm like, that's so funny. You never talk to me. And they're like, yeah, I don't know what it is. My, my, favorite, my favorite scientist would be uh, Barbara Crampton in uh, From Beyond. So. Oh, She's for great. sure. What a great scientist. Um, this is so. I, she so, blinded me from science. Yes. So as they're flying in, we I do have a brief audio clip here. Where's the nearest good restaurant? Depends. If you're a human, it's back in Washington. But if you're a gator, it could be right where we land. <laughs> you are incorrigible. Uh, <laughs> um. So I like that. Is uh, there a help? Is there a helicopter pad? No, we're just going to the swamp. We're just going yeah. We land. I like that they're like, hey, we built this secret base in the middle of nowhere that is an abandoned church because the levees broke. They basically li- they built a, a secret science base on like the remains of Hurricane Katrina. Like, we're just going to put it in the <laughs> middle of the water here. <laughs> and that's where our secret base Washington uh, government program is going to be. Also, Burt Reynolds lives there too. Burt so. Reynolds lives there uh, as well. Um, his name, his name is Gator. Yes, yes. So uh, shortly after that, uh, you you meet some of the folks that are around this little thing, and you notice that there are mercenaries in the woods that are closing in. They've already attacked one guy, who who uh, you, the main like goon is this guy named ferret and he he just has attack snakes with him he's just like shut up i got my foot you think he's gonna pull a knife he's like i got a live deadly snake in my pocket that i'm gonna fucking bite you with it makes no sense and i may be stupid but i have to say it took me a while to figure out what was going on in this movie because to me at no point was i able to quickly pick up why are these mercenaries out there what are they doing i don't understand yeah there's so many choices happening. you're like oh we're from there the idea is like adrian barbeau is being brought in because there is a, a government black ops project which you think the, the government has money they build black yeah. ops things all the time i'm expecting a giant underground structure where you have to like zo- like go underground and get in right like think uh, resident evil or something like that you know instead it's just an old beat up church in the middle of a fucking swamp <laughs> it makes zero yeah, sense at it, all it, it- 
It looks like an episode of Walking Dead, and I don't yeah. fully understand. Also, in, in Black Ops, you can either have Peter Stormare or Danny Trejo as a character in the Black Ops. And that right there is Jeremy's uh, Call of Duty Black Ops update for the show. Um, so, please, please, please mention this in Dark Dark Dynasty. Shut please. up! Shut up! Shut up! Edit! 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 Um, so next we. <laughs> God, it's it's like for Christmas, Santa gave you autism. Like I don't understand. <laughs> special. So, chromosome. Uh, so we meet. Uh, we we meet some of the folks there. Um, and one is the uh, the chief of security here, who is Ritter. And this is Hank's replacement, Cable Harry Ritter, Project Field Supervisor. You know, one of your sensors is reading malfunction. Uh, it's not surprising. They rot in a week in these damn swamps. Charlie, did you get them to uh, change the mines? No, they want him and the substance back in Washington, where they can keep their eyes on him. Anything wrong that you know of? A rumor. Somebody's heard Arcane's got the wind of the project. <gasps> Thought Arcane was dead. He is. Who said that? Who said Arcane's onto this? Nobody's taking credit for it. You know Washington. All it takes is one loudmouth to spill this to Holland, and the whole project goes to hell in a handbasket. You I, I like this scene because like the the uh, the security guy gets real uppity when he mentions Arcane alive. He can't be. You don't ever say that. And it reminds me of like you got you know that one uh, internet video where they 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 corner that preacher who's about to get on his private jet, and they were like, "What do you say that you're using church funds mm. to buy this?" He's just like, "Don't you ever say that idea." Like, yeah, <laughs> it has like that same kind of energy to it. Yes. <laughs> He's not alive, and don't you ever say that he is. You get me? <laughs> don't, don't mention Arcane. Like, everything er, er, Jerry talks about is very Arcane. Yes, there you go. So, uh, they, uh, they, he's very uh, uppity. We get to meet the great Dr. Al Alec uh, Holland, played by Ray Wise. A very young Ray Wise, looking handsome. Not a ounce of pepper in that hair at all. Hmm. Uh, can, you, can you guys name two uh, two more uh, um, Dick Dick Wise Ray Wise movies? Yeah, uh, Fire Come Walk with Me. That's one. And I don't know if I can name it. It's Swamp Thing. Uh, the, biggest, the biggest Justin Schlegel reference ever. Shonies, the movie, Macabre. <laughs> Oop, the movie, the game that you've been playing for the last three weeks. Oh, RoboCop, RoboCop. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is uh, second man. So very good. I'm glad. I'm glad you led me down that road, Jeremy. So I, I, I was very happy to finally meet uh, Ray Wise. And he was very. Uh, that was the last horrifying that he was at. So, well, what? since Eric brought up Firewalk with me, that's whatever I do when I go to the bathroom and I have a UTI. <laughs> it's a long walk to the bathroom when it burns when you pee. <laughs> By the way, when when you get syphilis, you get. You get used to it after. That's so weird, Jeremy. I wouldn't know. I've never had an STD. When you, Ashley, when you're backed up and constipated, do you call it the Black Lodge? <laughs> black sludge. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, I, no, I like to take a shit and I turn around and I look at it and I go, uh, my bowels are not what they seem. <laughs> uh, my log has something to tell you. <laughs> Damn fine piece of shit. <laughs> no, I, 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 only had, I only had 
I had only had sex with one girl when I was uh, a teenager. I don't know where I got mono from. So. Oh. Uh, mono meaning you were alone when you. Got- yeah. yeah. Oh, I got. You got oh, a solo right. jerking off STD. That's right. Oh, that's right. Just before the movie, she she said uh, she sucked some guy's dick. I, oh, oh. Uh, that was kind of that was kind of uh, awkward. That so, is awkward. Even I know you got to give those twenty four hours to breathe. <laughs> I just remember it like yesterday, right? We saw right before we saw the movie Blind Date with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, so uh, time, good times. <laughs> so uh, we get to meet the great Ray Wise, Doctor Holland, and his wonderful sister, uh, who. Uh, uh, Alice thinks is his wife. Okay, so you don't have to be crazy to be around him, but, but it helps. <laughs> Alice Cable, new kid on the block. You guys part of Holland's crew? I'm Linda Holland. You're Doctor Holland. I'm a Doctor Holland, but not the Doctor Holland. Boy genius and oddball. That's Alec. He's the brains in the family. I just cook up what he invents. Oh, don't you believe her? She's got an IQ like a phone number, which reminds me. I want you to run up a new variation on the formula with that little host on Alessandro's fur. Okay. Her phone number is 113. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Was, was that when, when phone numbers had only five digits, like D1234 in the city? Yeah, so. I don't know. Imagine, yeah, you have a seven-digit long IQ. That I mean, he's trying. It seems like a, a very forced line, but uh, I accepted it. I'm just really sad that we didn't get to see her get stuck in a dryer. <laughs> my favorite. My, my, What's my going favorite on, song. step scientist? <laughs> my favorite song is uh, Pennsylvania 6666. Yeah. Okay. Is that about me? <laughs> Pennsylvania 65000. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But, um, you know, Jeremy, that's part of it. You're always wild card in the show. I, I try to reach out to the 70 year olds in the in the podcast thank you one time somebody thought that my credit score was my weight watcher points and i've never gotten over it <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway, my pennsylvania six five thousand had uh, uh gina gina giancarlo and uh and uh bruce willis and um uh the guy from the fly so welcome uh, to jeff jeff, jeff 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 greenbloom yeah you mean transylvania Pennsylvania six five thousand. Gina Davis, sorry. Welcome to welcome to Jeremy. Just names actors he knows in other movies. And now a little bit of aphasia chat with Jeremy. (laughs) You never know what page you're going to end up on. John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman. I just (laughs) (laughs) so. he uh he he's flirting with Alice uh, Ray Wise is so he decides hey why don't you why don't we go check out that sensor and he takes her on a romantic swamp boat ride um through the bio <laughs> which is I don't know if you've ever been to a swamp it's not it all you are trying to do is survive being attacked by everything trying to kill you that is an insect it just everything wants to eat you. Uh, well, you know what I'm gonna have to uh, disagree with Eric, um, boys. Any man that is listening, if you would like to woo me, uh, I did grow up spending my summers in Alligator Alley, and I would love for you to put your wild hog in my swamp. 
Oh, man. Yeah, the DMs. That was always my problem watching even like the Little Mermaid when they're in the swamp. They're doing Kiss the Girl. They were like, you would be getting eaten alive by these things. God, though, but I love that. Oh, wait, you mean. Oh, you said Little Mermaid. I thought you meant the murder movie, Kiss the Girls, which is also in the <laughs> South. That's when Carrie always kidnaps women and calls himself yeah. Casanova. And I'm like, I'm into that. <laughs> Sorry, two different two different trains of thought. I think I should go back on medication. I was, think, I was Ash- thinking of the gift of uh, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Ashley, Kate stop stealing, stealing Jeremy's bits. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm on the complete opposite side where I was like, oh, my God, he kidnapped you he must really like you. <laughs> uh so security is uh uh oh, oh he does he does try to hit on her though where he's he's showing her how much he knows about flowers in the bayou here and uh you hear this and flow and a million messy miracles i mean just look at the most creative thing a man and a woman can do together and you'll see something growing unpredictable magical hot <laughs> Logical, hot. <laughs> that's. I am talking science, baby. <laughs> that's a that's a wild that's a wild. Come on, am I right? Like yeah. that seems <laughs> it seems aggressive. I feel like this, wanna, is, this is how like Neil deGrasse Tyson chromosomes. Yeah. I feel like this is like how Neil deGrasse Tyson gets pussy. You know what I mean? Like he just <laughs> he's just like you know stars they expand and burst across the solar system <laughs> just constantly making you i i come on to men more like uh the hit well-loved award-winning movie uh shrek what are you doing in my swamp <laughs> <laughs> oh then i saw her face but you know what's not like that movie when i wake up they're not waiting for me and making waffles um (laughs) princess fiona i did remember uh i said i sent ashley that meme the other day but there's a meme for shrek of like shrek a movie that preaches nothing but body positivity and accepting for how you look but all they do is shit on the prince for looking like a fucking tool (laughs) yeah because he's short i'm like no i'm short I went tall. I don't need that. You're a loser. Sorry, short king. You're still fucking whack. Um, short king. Sadness. Might as well be John Lithgow. Yeah. So mm. security, Mister Ritter, is mad that uh, the that they went through and went out and checked out that thing, and they they're questioning like he didn't even fix the sensor. He's like, well, they fucking break all the time. What do you want from me? And uh, they when they return though, sweet sister Holland has concocted some reanimator juice that is also explosive somehow. Like if you throw it on the ground, it explodes, but at the same time, also just grows trees out. Um, can we also point out, Eric, that she touches that shit with her bare fucking hands? <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't care. She's just like, oh, it's perfectly safe. Boom, it fucking explodes. She picks it up like it's a little pile you scoop out of your puss, and she's like, oh, whoop, look at this. Like, it's fine. Just flicks it away. What the fuck? Yeah, look, I can put a little funny mustache, though. I look like the predator. I sucked off the predator. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's very just, haphazardly touching it for a scientist. <laughs> yeah. Should we, should we mention the fact that Silum is magical? That's green and 
Oh yeah, it is magical. It is a magical substance. It's not just science. Also, also it can bring people back to life. We'll get there. We'll get there to the powers of this wonderful green gel. Uh, But it's not long before the mercs descend upon them later that night that are trying to steal the evil thing, and they find out that their own security officer, Ritter, has double-crossed them. Not you. No, Dr. Holland. Ritter, poor fellow, is long dead. Whoa! And he rips his face off. That was kind of cool. Jason! You have heard of, but never seen me, so I will introduce myself. My name is Arkane. Linda. And I am not only not British, but I'm also gay and French. <laughs> That's the best thing of any of any uh, Austin Powers. Is if, 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 as soon as you take your mask off, your hair is completely nice. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, is, he does have a pristine, slicked back hair. And I love also that he, the, he before he walks in as this very masculine man, and the next second he's holding a gun like this in front of him, like like with this noodle arm. He's like, over there, please. Like, <laughs> Yeah, could you imagine parading around like a masculine, hard man, and then you take off your disguise, and I'm like, ha-ha, joke's on you. I'm a pansy. He holds the gun like he's smoking a cigarette. That's very. That's like the thing I noticed the most. He's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You, can, you will go over there and you will tell me where the books are that you made your potion from." And yet, somehow, that is also the most masculine thing you can do. Be like, "I'm so gay. It's almost masculine." Like that's. I have, I have gone from Australian to birth to French. <laughs> also, I do the same thing when I get tired of whatever personality I've been using for weeks. I'm like, "Nope, done with that one." <laughs> so uh, after it's the. Not- I am Evan Page. (laughs) Elliot Page. There you go. Um, So the uh, so he says he's here to take the formula and all of the books, and uh, he he gives them a little bit of Nietzsche before things get out of hand here. What is best for you is not to be born, not to be to be nothing, but the second best for you. Is to die soon. Nietzsche. So he he gives up that. Um, but Ray Wise goes nuts. He goes and grabs the serum, tries to run, uh, but they shoot his or his sister grabs it. They shoot his sister. He grabs the serum and they shoot him and it through it falls on the ground, explodes all around him. And what seems to be, I think the longest fire burning scene I probably have ever seen somebody engulfed it. Like he's so on fire and he has to do like a full hundred yard dash to the swamp. And it looks like a long fucking burn that that guy was in there for. Yeah. Yeah. It gives me anxiety. Cause like people die all the time on sets like that or get severely injured. And I just, I, Alec Baldwin is, wasn't in this movie. <laughs> No, no, he was not in this movie. Uh, but he does, and then he jumps into the swamp, and then the swamp looks like when like the gremlins are all fucking reproducing in uh, in the swimming pool like that, so it's all bubbling up and exploding. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, it seems like he's probably dead. I think he's fine. Um, <laughs> so... Hey. 
air this toxic waste. Now, while that's happening, Cable is able to escape, but also uh, grab the last book, which has, the, of course, the most important part, how to actually finish the serum. So the bad guys don't have the serum or a way to make the new serum. Um, but in the morning, they find her. And they take her on a little boat ride where we get gratuitous shots of her being drowned, but definitely looking down her cleavage. It's an important shot of the movie. It really adds to the character, I'm sure. And uh, as this uh, this fucking Italian Guido ferret is trying to <laughs> drown her, he looks down and says, Say hello to your boyfriend, baby. <laughs> 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 but all of a sudden... The fucking swamp thing emerges from underneath the boat instead of cable. Did you did you guys uh, uh, reference the guy who tried to kill her? Uh, David Hess, who be playing who's playing Ferret. David Hess, uh, the the star of uh, the last house on the left, oh, yeah. where uh, Wes Craven film. He just <laughs> during the scene, he's like. You're gonna blow your brains out. So he got. So he forces the guy to shoot himself. So that's David Hess. I almost met him. Uh, he just died like a couple years ago. But he, mm. he's one of the biggest uh, Wes Craven uh, actors since uh, Michael Berryman. So. Well, I just want to say it feels very stupid that they didn't realize the reason she wasn't drowning is because of her boobs were floating. Like they're flotation <laughs> devices. Of course they're gonna bob up and down. Like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, um, dummy. <laughs> but number but number two what woman is supposed to be excited about the fact that her her boyfriend because we all know what it is i'm sorry i'm jumping ahead i don't give a fuck her boyfriend is just covered in those wet wipes that you're not supposed to flush (laughs) just covering green shit everywhere I think we need to remake the movie and it's like, ah, stop flushing your dude wipes. Ah." (laughs) They all go down into the swamp to make the swamp thing. Uh, I do... I also like that this is the first chance you get to see the monster, and he's in like a, a pretty decent-looking uh, Swamp Thing full bodysuit that looks like it's waterproof, too. It's very functional, it looks like, for this shoot. Um, but his only power through most of this movie is that he just fucking yeets people left and right. Like, whatever he sees, it's a car, guess what? It gets fucking yeeted. You're a person, guess what? I lift you up. I, you get fucking thrown. This guy, a whole boat? uppercuts the boat up from underneath and completely tips it over. He's just an absolute menace for throwing people. So it gave him retard strength. Yes! In real life, he was a genius, but through the power of science, it turned him to <laughs> retard. <laughs> we mentioned our other great uh, bald uh, fat guy actor who's one of the mercs, also from uh, Darkman. Who becomes Dark Man as as an imposter with a fake mask? Yes, that'd be Nicholas Worth, uh, who's playing Bruno, who will be very heavily featured throughout the rest of this uh, transcript for sure. Probably one of the biggest bald actors next to uh, <laughs> Schrader from uh, Tank Schrader. Bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, or uh, or or Kojak, Kojak, or maybe a Michael Chiklis. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, Vin, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Vin Diesel. Oh man, Jean-Luc you guys are Picard. only you're only <laughs> listing white actors what about the bald guy from cool runnings how about i kick your butt right now how about i draw a line down the back of your head and make it look like a butt 
expression of the Samuel Jackson here. So uh Sigourney Weaver from Alien Three. Um so <laughs> e. Jane. E. Jane. There you go. Oh God, but look out, Will Smith is coming to punch all of us now. So um <laughs> Next, uh, so he uh, he then saves uh, uh, sweet Alice and then hides her under. He's like, okay, I think you're going to be safe here. It's breathing. Let me just put this one little branch that doesn't really cover you up at all. That's good. I <laughs> like that he just tucks her in with like a branch that doesn't, doesn't cover her at all. Uh, um, he then goes and starts attacking these jabronis by sneaking up. It doesn't kill any of them. All he does is just pick them up and throw them really far. And he's just like, that'll do. And then... Uh, by the way, the, the original Hulk series, whenever the Hulk would uh, uh, throw somebody, you just hear this. Yes, yes. <laughs> Overthrow. So it, the, the guy who's actually in the Swamp Thing suit itself is a, a stuntman and actor, uh, the very tall Dick Durock, uh, who is in there. And Dick Durock is in a, a bunch of other movies as like usually background people and stuff. But oddly enough, he was also sometimes in the show The Incredible Hulk as the mid-transformation Hulk, where they would show the little stage in between. There you go. There's a little there's Ugh. a there's a little Hulk right there, Dick Durock. Ugh. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. the, illustrious career apparently, uh, served in the military and didn't know what he was going to do when he got out. He was just a very agile mm -hmm. six foot four man that could do a standing backflip. And they went into Hollywood and they were like, Hey, you're really tall. Will you just like throw your body off stuff? And he was like, well, this beats killing fucking Vietnamese children. I'm in. And so that was the rest of his <laughs> career. Uh, very, very fun. I have been, life. I have been approached similarly. People have been like, Hey, we're doing some cop training. Would you like to be at chewed on by some dogs? You look like you could take it. <laughs> uh, by the way, by the way, my, my wrestler name is Dick Durock. There you go. <laughs> this so, is a good one. <laughs> she, <laughs> Durock, dinosaur hunter. So they. Um, uh, my, other, my, my other name is Punch Hardcastle. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh God! So, so uh, Adrian Barbeau is able to escape from the swamp to a rundown uh, gas station that's in the middle of nowhere, only attended by a small African American child played by Reggie Batts <laughs> named Jude. Nice station. Your dad on it. Looked like you arrived. Got here. And so, Arcane is now tracked her down to this place. And uh, I like this little, they're Don't hiding. Don't be afraid to. You better say that to someone who's destined to hide behind. Is there a gun here? What place you think this is? Of course, <laughs> of course there's guns and I'm a child and I know where all the guns are. What, what do you think we are, lady? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid. The Man. mercenaries are going to kill you. So... <laughs> Remember, I had a gun to the. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> um, so we then uh, I like that she gets this gun. She runs out back, and then she's looking at the mercenaries. She shoots it. The gun explodes in her hand. She just has no luck at all. <laughs> like they're like, you think we give the kid the working gun? We gave him the gag one that explodes in your hand, like your Jaffy Duck tried to hunt a fucking rabbit. It's the best. 
It's the best Chinese gun you could buy. <laughs> it's it, it's like Men in Black. They gave him the noisy cricket. Yeah. <laughs> so as they're trying to run her down, where she she can't understand the people in vehicles, she's running on like the, the only dirt roads that are there everywhere. Like just go anywhere where there's trees, like everywhere else you could run and not be in danger. But of course, as the Ford Bronco is about to run her down in the street, the Swamp Thing stands in front of it and stops the car, then just rips the top off of it, makes this bitch a convertible, and then he's like, what are you doing in there? Nobody rides for free. Yeah! And just throws them really far. <laughs> um, and then, do you think- You she- and me go killing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> And then I like her reaction because finally now she's standing in the swamp where you can't get run over. And the swamp thing is like, he can't like quite talk yet. And he's like, uh, shoo now, please get, get away. <laughs> she just shoes him off like a cat on a counter. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> and he leaves. So, uh, by the way, I, I just finished my, uh, my set. Can you get away from me, fans? I'm, I'm, I'm done with my set. So. <laughs> no. I do the same with dating, where, where a guy will be like, hey, I think I'd like to spend my life with you. And I'm like, ew, no, go find somebody else. Get on, get. Get on, get, <laughs> this get, is this, get. <laughs> this, is the way, this is the way that uh, Justin Schlegel shoes me off. Like, no, Jeremy, get away. Get away. You're done. So, so I'm that's crazy. not me. I was that's, with the wig. Jeremy, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't even have psoriasis anymore. He's still creepy. You do look great, Jeremy. You do. You are smooth. You're smooth. You look good, sweet brother. I'm only like talk more articulately. I nope. Still, we got to work on that. <laughs> I like you no, know, but when what Jeremy has how he, he's approved his appearance, he goes outside and he's just like, "This just means I need more props to look creepy now. I'll just wear this fucking wig out." <laughs> so, um, now uh, he she now it's just Jude and Alice, and they head out on a little boat together to go recapture the book that was hidden back at the uh, at the place. Uh, Arcane comes up with this plan, and I think this is the funniest part of the fucking movie, is where Arcane is like, how are we going to catch this monster? And this is just a straight audio clip of their plan to get the monster and the very next clip after it. Every time you've seen the girl, you've seen the beast, right? That's right. Then we'll find the girl, the beast will follow. It doesn't exactly maintain a low profile. Swamping just screaming by himself in the swamp. <laughs> it, it just sounds like both of you trying to take a shit. Yeah, we're doing battle shits across the bio. I just, I just took my steroids and I just start screaming. It, it just. I don't know. I got to be honest, Eric. I think I like this audio more than the Nick Cage stuff you've been using lately. <laughs> Feel the power of photosynthesis. Uh, God, it's so moist. This is the beginning right here. (laughs) 
<laughs> is my is my husband masturbating again? I, I can't tell. It is so close that I almost can't tell what hole the noise is coming from. That's oh. how gross it oh. is. <laughs> it sounds like he's shitting out another person that is shitting. <laughs> been really really badly uh, constipated <laughs> it's a russian nesting doll of noises and i really hate it <laughs> so she is able to uh she and jude are able to get the secret uh book and uh does run into the swamp thing who's showing his softer side looking at flowers but she's still very scared of him and then uh runs me, off let again me, let me do let me do one more oh melvin has become has become a man he's every time you've seen profile the toxic avenger with the mother hearing him carry him in the bathroom so yeah 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 it does this is a very toxic avenger-esque movie like if the toxic avenger was made with a million couple million dollar budget this is what you would get is this movie mm -hmm. uh although i will say give me the toxic avenger 10 times out of 10 over swamp thing 1982 but that's just me <laughs> I was just gonna say this movie is propaganda that they want you to give the ugly guy a chance. I don't like it. <laughs> Look how sensitive he is. He hangs out in abandoned churches and looks at flowers. Oh, he just had a really good head of hair. Now he's bald and green. Yeah, I just. You think I'm moving to a red state? Get in, the fuck out! In of sickness and in health, in swamp monster or regular form, in brainiac scientist and retard strength. <laughs> Do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded wife? <laughs> yeah, but after he comes in you, you start to develop moss on your uterine walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good band name. Moss on your uterine walls. Uh <laughs> that's, that's our first single. <laughs> she said moss, psoriasis. So. What? She said moss, but she meant to say psoriasis. So. No, I think she meant moss. No. It's not always about your skin disease, Jeremy. You don't always have to point it out. Oh, okay? me. Um, you know, Jeremy, when I lived out in the country, I used to have a patch of moss that grew in our yard that was so soft. And I always loved to run across it as a little kid in my bare feet until my parents were like, hey, um, Ash, I'm going to throw this out there. I would not do that in your bare feet because the reason uh that all that moss is growing there is because that's where our septic tank is <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. so <laughs> the next is this fan boat scene also, which is also those spiny those, those funny mushrooms make you feel funny that is true the funny mushroom i want to get that engraved in my skin them funny mushrooms be making you feel funny um no eric get funny mushroom tattooed across your dick <laughs> <laughs> oh what are they gonna, they're gonna need a microscope to see that so the creature the next is the fan boat scene which is uh god there's a chase scene with fan boats that uh, they're all trying to kill. They're, they have mounted machine guns to them. They're trying to take out the Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, of course, just waits till you drive over top of him, and then he just punches your boat. It's the only thing he can do. Uh, but eventually he punches one off, and a fan boat collides with the other fan boat. It instantly explodes. <laughs> which is, they're just like, what are we just... They're filled with gasoline within the in the boats themselves. It's, it's a wild scene. It did give me quite the laugh. 
Um, she is able to. It's going to have fan boats explode. Okay. Yeah. So, but while the swamp thing is tied up, they are able to capture uh, Alice and at the same time, uh, basically kill Jude. So they were like, uh-oh, a black child dead instantly, right? So the, <laughs> so the swamp thing, okay, the swamp thing goes and finds Jude who's passed out in the boat and then puts his hand on him and then, and then brings him back to life. And then he uh, puts on his glasses and says this... Oh, shit. Now, listen. <laughs> he has healing properties, okay? And can heal, can, can, can heal wounds and everything, make people whole. But he just still makes it so this kid is not, doesn't have perfect sight. They're like, we're going to just get you good enough. But he, just, he still needs glasses, which is very funny to me. <laughs> hey, Eric. Healing properties are the only thing these people have. <laughs> we're being honest. Can we, can we bring it? Can we bring it to the uh, Marvel universe with Gamora? Green is beautiful. So. Yes, green is beautiful. Uh, wait, now here's my question, though: Does this kid still count as a magical Negro? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Technically, he came just... back with The Shining, and then he's going to be on death row with a little mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I also like this kid, Jude. He's never not breathing through his mouth. He's always like, oh, yeah, this is, you're sure a pretty lady. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, she's able, though, to escape from the boat that she's on, swims to the shore where Ferret, uh, played by David Hess, comes aboard. And, uh, of course, he conf is confronted by the Swamp Thing. He cuts the Swamp Thing's arm completely off. And then this is the first time the Swamp Thing actually does it, actually kills somebody. He just crushes his head with one hand. His blood, like, comes out. And then, uh, you finally get this tender moment between uh adrian barbeau and the swamp thing monster she lays on his chest and uh he he says oh here Easy. isn't this a dream that's what i keep asking myself <laughs> everything's a dream when you're alone. Oh, I'm just alone. Okay, look, look, look. Everything's a dream. He's like, you. He's been, he's been isolated from people for like 48 hours. <laughs> like it hasn't been. The, he's. It's not. I don't even think it's been a full day since he's been the smart thing. He's just like, it's just such a lonely life these last eight or nine hours. I don't know how much longer I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's been transformed into swamp thing though when he jerks off does it feel like the stranger <laughs> and she's but look she's so taken back by him in this moment of tenderness she was like well you know what it's time for i gotta go get myself a nice little bath in a fucking swamp topless for like five <laughs> minutes <laughs> Which makes no, but nobody like sees, mm, oh, that little sulfury smell. You know what? I got to go hop in here and get my titties clean real quick. <laughs> Are you a swamp bather, Ashley? Is that what you're inferring? No, but you're about to be. <laughs> Damp and stinky. Oh. And, yes. <laughs> yes, Jeremy. A very good plot point that I had to watch. 
many times. So. <laughs> this was a very pivotal part of the movie for Jeremy. Um, and then uh, shortly after that, the Swamp Thing is just like, oh, I could never get a girl who's definitely knows I'm watching her bathe right now. <laughs> and he sulks off like this and throws the book too for some reason. He's like, I don't even need this stupid book that has all the formula <laughs> in it and everything. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just so lonely. And so he he walks off. Uh, and then the, of course the mercenaries have now tracked him down. They easily catch him with just a regular ass net. He's been moving cars and lifting boats out of the water. They throw one little net. He's like, no! I'm fucking rope net how can i even get out of this and they just easily overpower him um and take him back to the uh arcane's hideout where honest to god the first time i saw this movie there's no way i would have guessed what happens in the next 20 minutes of this movie um <laughs> which can i say though in my opinion i thought the movie was over and i got up to to leave and then I went, oh, there's more? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's more. So Bruno, yeah. our Bane goon, uh, they decide to have a special um, banquet for him where he is the guest of honor. Bruno. Bruno. Sir. Have you tried it out on a plant yet? I mean, when are we going to see the results? Tonight. Tonight. Dear Bruno, immediately, but not on the plant. Have you taken it? No. I have given the privilege of taking the first dose of our formula to our guest of honor. He deserves the privilege thoroughly. It is you, dear Bruno, who will tell us whether or not the formula works. <laughs> And as he starts to writhe, what's the matter with you? Hey, Bruno, you all right? You got boils popping up on your face. Are you? Is everything going okay with you, Bruno? And as he collapses underneath the table, he gets back up, and it's revealed he's like a a rat midget thing that <laughs> that, just, that makes <laughs> which if. Jeremy, did you somehow direct only this port part of the movie because they were like, hey, when you get up and you're dressed in that rat suit, you need to go at people like, like come at them like that. It's weird. I'm pretty sure I'm on a show with it in a couple weeks. <laughs> I have to now check out Ashley Pontius laughs for those dates and the flyer to see. Who we'll oh, talk to about. I haven't been updating it. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> Check out, but all your socials or something or something. Okay. Um, so, yeah. About, about the most important character, Tommy Madden from the Muppet movie, Space Invaders, and Swamp Swamp Thing. <laughs> Died in 2017. Oh. We, we miss you, Tommy Madden, for being another great midget actor of our time yeah and actually tommy madden little known fact actually his older brother john madden who knew that um <laughs> i give, I give a one second of silence for tommy madden thank you tommy madden or what's over our, our moment of silence so. uh we could also do a section for him called bayou blitz uh <laughs> 
All right, now that our moment of silence is over. <laughs> it keeps getting wetter the more you play it. I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, gosh. So um, what we find Playing out... On digitized, so. what, what we find out is that Arcane is like, why didn't it turn Bruno into a cool Swamp Thing monster? And Swamp Thing reveals who's tied up in the basement. He goes... Well, it just amplifies whatever you are inside. Oh, and our king goes, that is right, because inside he was small and weak, and he was not strong and timid, which uh, convinces Arcane, even after seeing the horrible results of two people who've already taken it, he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to go take this shit. <laughs> so if I take it, I'm going to turn into a giant possum with huge fucking knockers. Hell yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> we'll call you Titsuo. Um, it's, a, it's a really good hero <laughs> reference. But anyway. Uh, I know what it is. I was like. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's Jeremy's pulled up a picture of Tommy Maddox. Um, only, only Tommy Maddox. On the web. What a good looking man. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> he, was, he was like the- he was like the midget version. <laughs> Get it out. Come on. You got it. You got it. I'm from Elf. Yeah. The guy from Elf. Oh. Oh, oh, oh so he looks like a James Kahn. Yeah, it seems. Okay, got it. So, uh,. They uh they now uh have studied the book. They have that. They give him the banquet thing. Now, uh, Arcane takes it and he has a pretty cool transformation scene. The transformation itself of Arcane is pretty fucking phenomenal. He has like nails that grow out through his fingertips. It's really cool. Then he makes this giant cocoon around him and he rips it off, and it just reveals he's kind of like I I guess a wolf thing with armor already. I don't know. <laughs> He looks like he's about to fight the Power Rangers for sure. That's what I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's not a it's not a great final, but the transformation is kind of cool. <laughs> Power of, of the dark side, like uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, now, now while this is happening, and the and Arcane is transforming into this wolf creature that uh, uses a um, fucking sword from Highlander. He um he's down, she's downstairs with uh, Adrian Barbeau's tied up like this, and he goes, "Why don't you just put your hand into the light? Because you're a plant." And he just puts his hand in and uses it as a, a little bit of light, and it grows his little tiny stump back out as to as, into a fully formed, fleshed out hand again within like a minute or two uh, and it's like he's like but he, I, i'm just so sad i can't even touch the light right now <laughs> he's the original groot yeah original groot for sure yeah and uh like jack, jack black and heat vision and jack yeah yeah so uh uh what's it called bruno is nice enough to release them because he doesn't like that they just turned him into a weird midget thing um so they really he releases the swamp thing and uh and adrian barbeau from their little cage and then uh shows him he's like hey there's this well right here if you swim out you can it'll take you right back out to the swamp why does he have a weird aqueduct to the swamp in his mansion i don't know but he does and they swim out and of course immediately uh the fucking arcane follows him through this and they have a fight out into the swamp uh, uh, which seems dangerous that's his home turf for sure this is like this you don't go into the steel city and take on the Steelers, okay but it's a, it's a bold move it's a bold move when you have a choice but 
But when you say that it's like his home territory, that is also like a football player being traded to a new city in the first day there. He's like, I know these streets. <laughs> you're, like, right, not- you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, You've been living there for two days. He's like, I already gentrified the neighborhood. <laughs> Actually, there's just one. His name's Jude. Um, so. <laughs> this is Colin, Colin, Colin Farrell from. Uh, Step Brothers, yeah. Please okay. take this image from me. This guy looks very. Ugh. There's something wrong with him. Make it yeah. go away. He looks cool. He definitely. He's not. He's definitely one with those little sausage fingers. You can tell. You know, got them little Jimmy Dean digits ready to caress up and down your body. Uh, Eric, I can't unhear that. Stop it. <laughs> Fry me up with some eggs, little lady. <laughs> <laughs> little person it's still called fisting okay we're, we're near the end here come on <laughs> all right so uh they have a sword fight but during this sword fight uh he get he makes his grabs a club so he has a wooden club that's just is comfortable jeremy's getting fully nude now the show is completely off the fucking rails um they fight back ah! and forth but jeremy uh uh adrian barbeau gets stabbed uh through her heart which doesn't make any sense because there's no sword long enough to get through her giant titty doesn't make any sense but we're supposed to believe that she was stabbed in the heart during this um uh swamp thing is evil very easily shortly after that able to club this thing to death it see it appears and in the silliest of things i've ever seen in this movie uh, of all the ridiculous things he takes some of his mossy pubes off of like his chest like this and just rubs it into her heart he's like here's my swamp pubes let me just jam this this right <laughs> into you like that <laughs> it's just it heals her. It he- his swamp pubes heal. Um, uh, but Arcane, of course, is back for one more thing. He's able to uh, subdue him very easily and then stab him with the giant sword. Um, I could take, take off some of my psoriasis and put it into your sores. I was going to say, I call that poison ewy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... Uh, now that the day is done, Jeremy is adjusting way too much of the camera yeah, right now. He's it. completely shirtless. Yeah. Um, uh, we we get to see uh, the very end, uh, which is Swamp Thing walking off. Jude left behind with them. She also like tries to convince him, like, why don't you just continue his work? He goes, with these very regular hands, how will I do that? <laughs> he has like fully working hands. He's like, I'll never be able to work again with this fully functional swamp body. <laughs> and so he walks off into the swamp, and then we hear Jude say this. Give me back, though. And he will be back in a sequel with Heather Locklear a couple years later, um, which brings us to an exciting end as he stomps off into the swamp of Swamp Thing. Um, Ashley, we'll start with you. Your final thoughts on the movie Swamp Thing. Okay. Girl, you know you better. Watch out. These mercs, these mercs are only about Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing. <laughs> that was good. Very Thank nice. You. Uh, Thank Jeremy, you. your final thoughts on Swamp Thing. Uh, swamp Thing, the biggest Swamp Thing of all times. No, I won't make a political joke. So. Oh, drain oh, the swamp drain in the swamp. Oh, that's what I call I'm not my- going to suck your dick, Jeremy. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is funny. When hey, when he when Swamp Thing has sex with Adrian Barbeau, he calls it draining his Swamp Thing. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, overall, you know, hey, Swamp Thing, it's a fun monstery movie, very lighthearted, and for some reason, it feels like a PG movie that you just all of a sudden get tits out of nowhere for no reason at all. Uh, I love it. Go check it out on Tubi as soon as you can. Great flick, Ashley. What do you got on the docket coming up? Not a lot. So you can find me at Ashley Pontius Laughs on Instagram. Hell yeah. Check it out. Um, I actually, um, I don't have any, I'm turning 40 next week. So that's my, my plans for next week. And then I got shows right before Christmas. You can check out Die Laughing Productions for all the murder mysteries, DC Improv, the, um, what's I'm gonna call it, Brightbox Theater and, uh, and Magooby's Joke House all back to back to back. It's going to be a rough couple of days before Christmas, but I'm looking forward to seeing all of you folks in person, in the flesh. Jeremy, you also have uh, your Reverb Nation. How is that coming along? How can people find that? And is there any new th- content coming out on that? I, I will try to put as so- many songs as I can in uh, ReverbNation.com slash Jeremy Woodworth, because uh, I gotta pay for that. Please, please make it better. Yes, go make him there. It'll be a good time. Check it out. Um... And thank you for just listening to our wonderful show. We always appreciate you. Jeremy, take us out of here. (laughs) 